When I was a kid, I don't remember ever thinking I'd own a photography business when I grew up. But then I hit my 30s, I had twins, and I wanted the time freedom and the income potential that starting a photography business could give me. I wanted to be the mom who had a career, a career that I loved, and I wanted to be at everything that my kids were involved in. Now, after two decades of owning two businesses, I have learned a lot of lessons. So today I'm sharing seven things I would do if I started my photography business over. And I hope this can help you learn more quickly and painlessly. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. My dad, who is an entrepreneur, always said, education isn't cheap, right? Meaning you're going to pay to learn the lessons one way or another, but how you pay is your choice. Either you pay for the education up front so you don't learn the hard way, or you go to the school of hard knocks. My goal today is to help you learn the lessons that I've learned faster and more painlessly so that you don't have to learn these lessons. I don't think we can ever take all lessons away from entrepreneurs, but for me, I know that money likes speed and I know that progress likes speed. So we can do it slow and painful, like jumping into a freezing cold body of water, you can do one toe at a time, or you can just make the plunge. And that's what I'm about is making the plunge. So get your pen and paper and let's get you there faster. I just came back from being with my mentor and the community he has built. And oh my gosh, it's so evident that everyone is learning so many lessons. And most of these entrepreneurs are way ahead of me in revenue and growth. And there are some massively successful entrepreneurs there but it's almost like uh it's almost like you know bragging rights going back to high school remember that play in, in whatever sporting event you made and you fell on your face or whatever and everybody laughs it's kind of that like guess what I screwed up this year guess what I screwed up guess what lesson I learned oh hey I've learned that lesson too and I really believe that my businesses have grown so fast because I take the time to listen to the lessons from entrepreneurs who have gone before me. And then I can make better decisions. So I want you to learn from someone who's gone before you, if you're just starting your photography business or you're stuck or you're trying to scale it, that is my jam and what I love to do. And get this, we are 100 episodes in on this podcast. How did that happen? I don't even know. But my kids are tucked away in college and in career building, and I'm feeling better than ever about business, about life, and I'm ready to double down on helping more photographers get that time and money freedom. And I'm always, always, always thinking about you. I'm thinking about how can I help photographers more? 
So here are seven lessons I learned, things I would do differently if I were starting today. Kind of that conversation that I would have with my younger self. Hope you have a pen and paper because number one is going to be hard for you. I know it is. I would tell myself, younger Sarah, let go of some things. Let go of some things. I've learned over the years that, you know what? My house isn't always the cleanest and that's okay. We want to eat out more than we should because my husband's running a business, I'm running a business, and that's okay. Sometimes I hire things to get them done because I just am unable to do them or I don't have the mental or physical or emotional capacity, and they're not done exactly the way I would like it, right? I I have to be okay with that. When my kids were little because I had twins first and then another, it was about the same to have someone come to my house to take care of them as it was to have two or three in daycare. And I didn't want my kids getting sick all the time because Joe and I are both entrepreneurs and we just don't have the sick days, right? If we cancel on a client, that's a big deal. Like that's been my pet peeve over the years. I just don't cancel on clients willy-nilly. Probably five in my entire 20, almost five years in business I think I've canceled on people so or rescheduled, you know, because of reasons in my life. So I needed a person who was reliable to keep my kids safe and alive and fed and all those things. So, you know, maybe she didn't fold my towels the way I like them. What probably you don't know about me is I love being domestic. I love being in my house. I love setting a pretty dinner table. I love pretty things. And I love how my mom taught me to fold bath towels. (laughs) We fold them the long way in thirds, then fold them in half. Maybe there's another fold in there. It's hard to do in the air. But when you stack them, they roll like in a department store and they're so pretty. And I swear every sitter I would show like, this is how you do it. And they were always annoyed. (laughs) They're like, dude, I'm here to take care of your kids. Well, yeah, but they're sleeping in. I need you to fold towels. So I realized, you know what? Sometimes you have to let go of things and that's just fine. You've heard this saying with little kids, pick your battles, right? You can't fight with your toddler or your teenager for that matter about everything, but there are important things. When your kids start driving, put the cell phone down. So if you're nagging at them about every little thing, what they wear, what they eat, what they do, every little thing, when it comes to the important things, they're not gonna listen to you. And same thing in your life. Let these things go. My towels and how they're folded is not going to help me raise healthy children or be more productive in my day. It's a nice to have, but not a need to have. So let go of some things and you're going to be just fine. Number two, learn the numbers sooner. Sarah, young Sarah, (laughs) I actually was hungry for the numbers. I just didn't know where to find them. I had to scrape and claw to learn the numbers. But here's the thing. The answers are always in the numbers. If you want to know, what can I invest in marketing? Can I hire an employee? How much should I charge? Do I need to raise my prices? Are my prices off? Which products are my prices off on? Should I have a session fee? Should I raise the session fee? When can I buy a new piece of equipment? What if I want a studio? Can I rent one? Can I buy one? Can I build one? Guys, the answers are in the numbers, right? We look at the numbers, our our income, And then our cost of sales, which is all of the things that we use to create our products and services. And then there are fixed expenses like overhead, employee costs, your car expenses, your phone expenses, all the things it takes to run a business. So if you don't know what all of those things are and what categories they're in, tell your current self that it's time to learn that. You have to know those things. Number three, 
Young Sarah, tune out the riffraff. All of you, tune, tune it out. I made the decision pretty early on that what other people think of me is kind of none of my business, which goes along with what they think of my business is none of my business. I was raised by an entrepreneur and I didn't see him going to dinner parties or hanging out with friends and asking them business advice. So why, why let people throw their junk at you? The thing is, if I'm thrilling my clients in my photography studio and I'm meeting my goals to run a profitable business and pay my bills and live a great life, nobody's opinion matters but that of my clients. Okay, even if I lose a client because I'm not a right fit, I send them off with abundance. It's fine. Go find your thing. And if they want to be a jerk to me, that's about them. That's not about me. I'm a good human. I put good stuff into the world. So I'm kind of calling this out to all of you pleasers out there who want to please everybody and make everybody happy or the people who can't handle someone not loving them all the time. Guys, if you're going to be in business, we got to thicken up our skin a little bit. You can't be vanilla and stay in business. Vanilla doesn't stay in business, right? You've got low end like Walmart that's built on price and you've got high end like Nordstrom or a custom, you know, delicious restaurant where the owner's in there paying attention to every detail and it's gonna be higher priced. Not everybody is thrilled by either one. And if you try to be in the middle, that is the worst place to be. So you've gotta go for your dream, create the business you love, thrill your clients, and then tune out the stinking riffraff. Lesson number four. Tell the voice in your head to stop bullying you. Okay, look for proof of why it, it's going to happen, right? Stop looking for proof of why this doesn't work, why this can't work, because you're going to find proof both ways, just like in a marriage, right? You can find happily married people and you can find miserable people. If you want to make your marriage work, put yourself around people who are married, right? Okay, so tell that voice in your head to stop bullying you. Go find successful people and be in the room with them. Number five, realize where you make money. And once you become profitable, outsource the stuff that's less profitable. Okay, so number five is outsource. So here's the thing. Once you become profitable, or sometimes before you come prop, become profitable, or sometimes before you become profitable, in which case go back to number two, which is learn the numbers. But what's cool is you can start to outsource things that don't move the dial as much as you doing the three most important things in your business. If you are shooting, if you are marketing and you are selling, you're going to move the dial. If you're sitting at your computer retouching or running errands potentially or heck, cleaning your place, you're not making the money that you can make. So you've got to decide when it's time to do that, but realize where the money's made and outsource the stuff that doesn't make you money. Super easy. Number six, stop focusing on your competition. I don't even use that word. I seriously, I don't use the word competition at all because I don't think there's competition. It's really funny because Gosh, if there are people in my market killing it as photographers, that's awesome. And I'm probably friends with them <laughs> because they're doing all the right things, right? They're charging more. They're taking care of their clients. Their, their art is very different than mine. When I got in this market, I worked at an ad agency and we worked with all of the really good photographers in town. At that time, they were mostly men and they had legit studios. And this was, of course, before digital, which 
change the whole landscape of the photography services that we all offer. And most photographers or many photographers now are women. I shouldn't say most, but many are women, especially boutique photographers. And I was friends with them because we hired them at the advertising agency. And so I've never felt threatened because I always saw, oh my gosh, Sarah, what you do is totally different than what they do. And actually they're better photographers, but you want to charge more and make more. So I figured out how to do that. I didn't ever feel threatened or, or try to copy them because I just wanted to make what I was doing different and better for the clients that I wanted to get. So quit focusing on it. Most of them aren't making money. So quit looking at what they're charging and what they're doing and learn from someone who is making money. So if you're so worried about the competition, stop it. And number seven, and this one's really important, and I want you to write this down. You have to be willing to suck for a long time before you get good. All right? You got to be willing to be bad long enough to get good. Why does everybody think it should happen overnight? You are in business by nature. Business is driven by the market. It's driven by demand. It's driven by competitors. It's driven by your ability to create demand in a competitive marketplace. And you have to be willing to go through some pain for the long-term payoff. Be willing to be bad long enough to get good. All right, if you have a passion in your heart to be a photographer, the only way it can't work is if you quit. Don't quit. Look, I look back at the early photos I've taken and that I took when I first started and oh, I realize how far I've come, really far. Sadly, even the, the photos I took of my kids when they were little have to have so much Photoshop work done to them, all right? But I knew I wanted to do this. I knew I was serving people. Let's be clear. You're gonna hit bumps in your business. It is going to be hard. But I think we have a different type of personality than people who are fine doing the same thing every day. It's not good or bad. It's just that we're different. I don't think we want to sit in a job doing the same thing, working for someone else, doing the same repetitive task over and over. We just don't want to. Yet so many of you are stuck in that place between wanting something more, but being too scared to fully go for it. What I know is that you are so much closer than you think. You can have a life where you have more, where you do more, where you're worth more, where you give more, where you can be more. I believe in you, but you might as well take the lessons that I've learned and start learning yours faster. Add your own lessons in with my lessons what I've learned in my 24 years in my photography business is that it isn't a lack of strategies and tactics that keeps us from going all in on our dreams. It's that we're finding our own ways to hold ourselves back. I see you. You have so many fears and doubts, shame, all the feels that you have toward why you're not good enough. Here's the thing. What I know is that we are all Always better learning something new when we're surrounded by others doing the same thing. It's true. So if you're feeling alone, just know you don't have to be alone by yourself. If you're tired of hearing those negative voices in your life and in your head, I hope you consider coming and joining our community and getting that success faster. You can make mistakes with us. You can learn from our mistakes and we will all get there faster. 
Keep going, my friend. You are so much closer than you know. And I'd love for you to join us. Hey, hey, one of the most exciting things is seeing you grow your photography business. So if you've had any ahas when you listen to this episode, let me know. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at sarah.petty. It helps me create more episodes like this that truly make a difference for your business. Plus, I love connecting with you from behind the mic. Remember, friend, you're worth every penny.